Welcome to the Green Leads Podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Rizzo, and today's podcast is for every plant-based athlete out there, and even the athletes who aren't plant-based. We're going to be chatting all about mental fitness and how that comes into play with your athletic performance. But before I introduce you to the guest, I just want to remind you about a new community that we have going on over at Green Leads. We recently launched Green Leads U, which is a membership community for plant-based athletes. It's an exciting new venture that I've been putting out there. And what it is, is we bring plant-based athletes together. There's a nominal monthly fee. And every week there's Q&As with dietitians. There's evidence-based resources. There's my signature course on how to be a plant-based athlete that goes through everything from What exactly is plant-based to fueling, to supplements, to meal planning, to meal prepping, everything you want to know. And then every single week we add resources into the library that you can learn from based on your feedback and what you want to know. And we're adding a new feature, which is really cool, um, which will be office hours. So anyone who wants to talk to a dietitian one-on-one, it'll be 15-minute increments, office hours. That's included in your membership. And it, there's only six slots a week, so you have to jump in and sign up fast. But it's really exciting. So I just wanted to tell you a little bit about Greenleads U. I will put a link to it below in the description so that you can read more about it. And that's it. I hope you join me there. Okay, my guest today is Sun Sachs. Sun is the CEO and co-founder of Rewire Fitness, the first mental fitness platform that helps athletes reach their full potential and avoid burnout by providing tools that improve mindset, resilience, and readiness. Sun is passionate about animal welfare. He's a vegan athlete. He has been. He'll talk, he talks about his journey with me, how he was when he was younger, then he stopped and he went back to it. He's the co-creator of The Beat, which is a plant-based media brand that I actually write for, which talks all about plant-based resources for health. And he's also a plant-based culinary chef graduate and former instructor for Matthew Kenny Cuisine. So he knows his stuff when it comes to vegan athletes. This is a really cool conversation about just being a vegan athlete, burnout, and the mental resilience that comes from athletes or athletes need to have and how you can build that up. So I'm really excited about this talk and let's jump into my conversation with Sun. Hi, Sun. Thanks so much for joining me on the podcast today. My pleasure, Natalie. Yeah, really looking forward to chatting with you. Love what you do. And uh, we have some some cool connections to explore. Yeah, we do, which we should just start out with. So I write for The Beat, which is a website dedicated to plant-based eating. And you are one of the co-creators of that. So how cool is that? <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty amazing. Um, yeah, our, our paths... Uh, uh, crossed in this way as well. And um, yeah, we're both uh, uh, really focused on helping um, helping people in their journey wherever they are. So yeah, it's a pretty cool coincidence. Yeah, definitely. So you're, you're a vegan athlete. How long have you been vegan? Has, has it been a journey that you've been on your whole life or how long has that been for you? Yeah, so um, it is a, um, a, a two-part story. <laughs> So uh, I grew up in Boulder, Colorado, and uh, became an endurance athlete focused on cycling, working my way up to an elite level uh, in different off-road disciplines. And um, about the age of 16, um, really became aware of uh, animal welfare and the negative impact of animal agriculture on uh, the environment. And I went cold turkey, went vegan the next day. 
Um, I actually don't remember the book that I read, but this is, we're talking dating myself here, but we're talking um, uh, late eighties. So there was definitely a lot less information out there, um, but certainly uh, well-established, um, you know, the, the ethical and environmental concerns. What wasn't established was the health benefits. So at the time, um, there were certainly cookbooks and there were very p poor analogs for food replacements, like terrible. They really did taste like cardboard. <laughs> and um, yes. I was very focused. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you remember. <laughs> um, yeah. I was so, you know, I was so focused on doing what I thought was the right thing that it, it didn't even occur to me that it could be healthy. In fact, I figured it probably wasn't. So um, what ended up happening to me, which is very heartbreaking is seven years into being a vegan, I was um, training about 40 to 50 hours per week, uh, which is a, a lot of training. We're, we're talking about mm -hmm. seven, eight hours, seven, eight hours a day. So I was effectively burning about a thousand, uh, 10,000 calories a day. Meanwhile, I was eating probably, you know, 2000. <laughs> so that is a recipe for disaster, no matter what diet you're on. Um, and so what happened to me is I got down to between zero and 2% body fat. Uh, which is like, oh. you know, death, deathly ill. I was like yeah. 50 pounds, 50 pounds very lighter low. than I am. Yeah. Yeah. I was very thin and I, you know, it basically was uh, sick all the time. So I'd go, I'd go for a race, go for tra training and uh, my body would basically be eating itself for fuel. Um, and, you know, I just didn't, uh, young, ambitious, focused. I didn't understand that it was a, a calorie deficit. Uh, and I was determined to keep keep the diet that I believe was the right thing to do. So, just got really really sick and and had to abandon it. Like seven years in, super like sad and even ashamed of of it because I felt so like uh, morally aligned to it. Um, and then I went. I retired uh, a few years later um, from sport. Kind of burnt out and injured, and uh, went into product and software development. And it wasn't until um, 2011 when uh, I read Rich Roll's book, Finding Ultra, uh, which I really sort of felt connected to. At, at the time, I was like uh, uh, 40 pounds overweight and um, not healthy and no longer really an athlete and felt um, felt like I needed to change. And that uh, that was the first time that I recognized, this. hey, this is actually a high-performance diet. This is actually healthy. Uh, it's not just the like, well, you either could be unhealthy and make the moral choice or, you know, um, uh, you know, choose the other. So I uh, took a little slower approach, started with one meal a day um, over over seven months, you know, added another meal and a third meal. And since 2012, I've been uh, fully vegan and uh, probably the healthiest I've ever been and, and the fittest. And uh, yeah, that's that's the the two part story. <laughs> and you you bring up such an important point because I've had so many people come to me in recent years. I think because of the movie Game Changers, which really put a lot of people on to plant based eating, especially athletes who think that it's just going to be healthier for them regardless of what they do, which is not always the case based on your story. Some people are don't feel properly even on a vegan diet. So it, it does take some education to understand kind of what you're doing 
and how to do it properly, especially for sport. So I think that that's just such an important aspect of the story you just told. Yes. And I, I don't want people to learn the hard way like I did. So <laughs> well, thankfully now there are movies like Game Changers and people like you who are helping educate folks. And, uh, you know, I don't underestimate how big of a life change it is. I've done it twice, but, but it is, um, there's a lot of support out there. There's a lot of resources and it, it can be done gradually as well, you know? Yeah. And speaking of resources, it's crazy that there are now huge plant-based platforms like the beat. How did that come about? How did that become something that is now out there and is accessible for people? Yeah. Um, so obviously, yeah, with, um, in product and software development for a long time, worked at a lot of different media brands, including AOL back in the day, uh, built, you know, uh, brands up from nothing to millions of monthly active users. And so I had a lot of experience there, obviously, uh, a vegan. Uh, and um, I was approached by some good friends of mine and investors um, uh, who are uh, very focused on the health and wellness space and the plant-based space. So like 25 Madison came in, um, Adam Slutsky, who's uh, invests solely in plant-based um, businesses came in and they wanted to create, you know, basically a media brand. And so uh, I took my know-how with the, on the technology side, work, work with our team. We built a really cool uh, platform. Um, early days, I was advising on content. Uh, then we had Lucy Danziger come in, who is incredible and, and really runs that that, that part of the operation. Uh, and, you know, we started building it um, at this point, I think it's about three years in and made a lot of fast progress. Uh, this is like pre-pandemic, but uh, obviously in the pandemic, people are very concerned about health and wellness. And, uh, you know, uh, nothing better for a healthy immune system than a plant-based diet if done right. Uh, and the, the idea there from the beginning was, let's meet people where they are, um, Let's be a very positive, information-rich platform where if they just want to explore it, they're plant curious, as we like to say, that, you know, that's a great entry point. Um, and they can start to learn more about it, you know, do the recipes, look at the health advice, and approach it in whatever, whatever pace makes sense. We just want to meet them where they are. I love that. And I always say that to people too, that I'm here to meet you where you're at. I'm not trying to force anyone to be a vegan if they don't want to be, because that's not going to work for you anyway. You have to kind of gradually add more plants in based on your diet and your lifestyle. So that's really important. And it's funny that you talk about pre-pandemic because I actually went to the offices and I met Lucy uh, because they wanted to do more nutrition content and they wanted a dietitian. And we, I remember having this conversation about vegan ice cream and she was asking me if vegan ice cream was healthier than regular ice cream. And I essentially said, not really. Um, and she was devastated that, that it's, it's not really. I mean, it's still it's not made from animals, but it's still got basically the same nutrition back. So that's a little aside. That's fun. That's funny. Uh, yeah, we, we want to eat it, eat our cake and eat it, too. So, right. Make our. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So now you are part of a company called Rewire Fitness. Could you tell me about that and the mission of that company? Yeah, so um, we are um, a mental fitness app. So uh, kind of definitely informed by my personal story, as well as countless others. 
um, you know, when we speak to athletes at any level, we'll ask them what percentage of your uh, performance is mental, like how much of a mental game is sport. And everyone says above 50%. So they're basically saying it's super important, which we all acknowledge. And it's something, it's almost like a trope, like everybody knows how important it is. But then we're like, okay, let's say it is 65%. How much time do you spend on it each week, given that it's that important? And there's a big awkward silence. Um, and that's really because a lot of the, the science in the lab really never got to a place where it could be applied for athletes, uh, unless you were a super high level athlete and you had like a sports psychologist and a neuroscientist helping you. So what we wanted to do is really take all of those tools and build them into a program where um, we holistically understand where the athlete's at every day uh, and then provide an intervention to help them make the best of their day, regardless of what's going on. So it's, you know, if you have a bad night's sleep, maybe you had poor nutrition the, the day before, uh, you still need to perform on some level. You still have responsibilities. We want to give them tools. Think of them like mind-body tools, similar to meditation um, that they can use on the spot whenever they need to or through our recommendation system. So that's basically the idea of the, the product. Is it things that athletes do while they are working out or engaging or is it before or after? How does mental fitness kind of work? That's a great question. Yeah. And that's what most people ask because really until, until rewire, there hasn't been this kind of structured way to train your mind, the way you would train your body. So it's not self-evident. It's like, what is this? How does this work? Um, basically what happens is the, uh, the athlete wakes up in the morning as part of a 90 second morning practice. And we assess them physically, cognitively, and emotionally using our um, built-in tools in the mobile app. And then based on that, we'll recommend an intervention. Um, and so like, let's just say you had a hard day at work because you know, most of our users are uh, amateur athletes. You have a hard day at work and um, really a lot of stress. And as a result, maybe you had a couple glasses of wine and then you had a poor night's sleep. So you're going into the new day with um, not only a poor night's sleep, but a lot of cognitive stress, uh, some emotionality. So what we'll do then is we'll create what we call a recipe, which is a combination of different um, evidence-based solutions that work. So it'll be um, a two to four minute session. That's like um, a breathing modality. Like maybe you might do box breathing or four, seven, eight or alternative nasal breathing. Really, we're trying to uh, trigger your body to get into a, a rest and relaxed state. Um, we'll bring in really cool neuroscience to get your brain into either a calm or focused state. We'll bring in self-talk, um, and visualization from sports psychology. And we'll even do some um, subliminal priming while you're looking at the screen with positive imagery. So you come away from the experience feeling refreshed, renewed, ready to take on the challenge. And then if you want to use it during workouts, we have programs to help you um, during workouts, uh, before workouts, after workouts. Uh, we have whole libraries dedicated to help you with a good night's sleep um good good sleep hygiene uh, you know um uh tasks that'll help you wind down <clears throat> and actually get really sleepy and fall asleep um and have a restful night um so it's really just designed these different tools designed to help you um wherever you're at 
whatever you need. Um, you know, there's always a mind body component and, you know, we want to be there for the athletes. It's really interesting, especially when you're talking about sleep. I have a 10 month old baby who has been deciding he wants to wake up at 4:45 in the morning lately. <laughs> and <laughs> I was training for a half marathon, which I just ran this past weekend. And it's just, it's brutal some days because you're so tired, but you want to perform and you have these goals and it's, it's hard to really get your mind in the right place. And I've, like you said, I've never really seen, I've heard of people talking about visualization or positive self-talk, but those are just things I've heard of. I've never really seen anyone put this kind of into practice in a way that you guys are doing within this app. That's right. Yeah. It it really, it helps like people are definitely aware, like yourself, they're aware of some of these uh, techniques. There's definitely some they're not aware of, but you know, basically you would just, you, you'd either, our system will either give you a recommendation or you drop into the library, which is a big menu organized by different goals. So like if you went in, in your example, you would go into the sleep section and we actually have a session that says what to do when you have a bad night's sleep. So it's too late. You're not, you're not going to get any more sleep, but what do you do about it now? So then you're going to put the earbuds in and we'll go through this neuroscience technique called binaural beats, which will get your mind into a, uh, into a relaxed state, into a recovery state, very similar. It's mimicking the brainwaves you normally have during deep sleep. So while it's not sleep and while it's not meant to be a replacement for sleep, it it will help recover your mind, uh, which will put you in a better place overall than if you did nothing. That's interesting. I definitely want to use it now. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. You're gonna to have to try it out. Uh, definitely, you have a good, uh, very good, very good uh, use case, as we like to say, for needing it. <laughs> yeah, uh, you should just target new parents. That should just be like the new, the target for you guys. Now, there's plenty of people who don't sleep well. I'm sure that's only one aspect of it, though. Do you have any personal stories about just mental conditioning and sport f- for you? Yeah, a lot, lots. And yeah, and by the way, like we have doctors and emergency workers and, you know, firefighters and military folks, like people that also like parents don't get a lot of sleep, they're using it. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot, um, you know, on the sleep subject, uh, a couple of years ago during the pandemic, actually I went on a mountain climb and it was like a three day summit um, with um, very high, high mountain conditions, you know, you're at the base camps and all that stuff. And what happened to me personally is over three days, I only had uh, six and a half hours sleep total uh, because it was kind of sketchy conditions, really stressful. It was my first time being up that high. And um, uh, as a result, I got very little sleep. But then on the third day, the goal was to get up at midnight and, you know, summit attempt. So I'm already at a deficit of very little sleep over three days. What do I do? And I can't sleep because I'm not going to be able to go to sleep from 6 p.m. To, to midnight. So instead, what I did is I put on the same thing I was recommending for you is this binaural beats at a two hertz, two hertz frequency. And um, the system works offline. So even if you're like have no cell reception, you can use it. And I just did that back to back for like three hours while I lay there with my eyes closed. So I couldn't sleep, but at least I could do something. And, you know, I felt, um, you know, cognizant enough to feel capable when we had to get up and and go do the summit. So um, that's like one very extreme example. (laughs) 
But yeah. the, you know, the other, you know, that's an extreme example, but the, the, the other ones are like, you know, you wake up in the morning, you just don't feel right. Um, and you're like, I'm not sure if I really should work out. I feel tired or you just are in a bad mood. It's nice to be able to jump into something that's going to get you in a better headspace. Um, and so I'll use, you know, we have sessions that are for motivation, uh, for, um, you know, for priming your body. So you feel energized, like things that, that are very practical. Uh, I tend to use every day, um, like in the middle of the day, 3, 4 PM, I still have work left to do, you know, I'll, I'll do a three to four minute session, sort of hit the reset button. Um, and, um, you know, it's surprising what a few minutes can do. Uh, you know, if you use that time wisely, it can really help. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I would think also, are there use cases for people who during a workout, maybe it's a, a long run or something where you're just starting to feel mental fatigue, that it can bring you back to a headspace where you're feeling more into what you're doing and able to kind of go for those goals? Yeah, yeah. If you all you would need is um, you put your earbuds in and um, we have sessions that are designed for you know, mid-workout. Um, I was at a, a race uh, last weekend where it was three races in one day, and I only had 30 minutes between each race to uh, wind down, rest, eat, get my bike and stuff together, and then wind back up. So I actually did a session to kind of like calm myself and then a session to get back up to this kind of like ready, ready state. And um, uh, you can absolutely do it. We have what we call passive sessions. So like in your example, um, you know, you, most people carry their phone with them. Uh, so if you have your earbuds, you're out for a run, you're not feeling it. You can put in these sessions, which we call performance challenge, where, you know, basically it's just going to run through a passive experience to help you make it through that workout or feel better during the workout. Uh, it makes a big difference, you know, and that just helps because like it is sport is clearly a mind body effort and what happens is if you're if you have a cognitive fatigue which everyone has uh all the time um you're already going into a deficit because it requires that mental focus to actually put forth the physical effort so you're already at a deficit going in and then you start running and now you're you're sort of draining that brain battery at the same time so what can you do to refresh that and it is possible to literally use the session while you're working out to get to either maintain or get back to a better performance state. Most, most competition, you're not allowed to use that, but certainly in training, you can absolutely use it. And I also think burnout is huge among athletes. I know for myself, when you're in a training cycle in the beginning, you're super excited. And then towards the end, when you're actually getting toward close to the race, you're feeling just burnt out with it. So how do you, do you have any tools, <laughs> tips, tricks? Yeah. I'm sure you felt this before too. I mean, I'm sure tons of athletes um, have, but uh, suggestions for preventing burnout. Do you have? Yeah, no, I'm glad you raised that point. I mean, one in three athletes burn out and oftentimes it's permanent burnout, which means like they walk away from their sport. So this is like a massive issue and it's even more pronounced during the pandemic, but it's, it's always been a terrible, terrible issue. Uh, and, and that's because, um, you know, if you want to 
get your best performance. You don't have to be like an elite athlete. If you, if you just want, you want to get better, you're, you're, you're going to get closer and closer to that edge where you go over the edge and, you know, now you start to get into this fatigue state, this unmotivated state. Uh, uh, and you're, once you're in burnout, like usually you just have to back off from your sport for a while. And that, you know, that's, that's a terrible result because for most people, their sport, what they like to do physically is their outlet. So now they don't even have an outlet. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a horrible thing. Um, so yeah, I mean, the first thing is, um, we have monitoring tools. So when you, when you open up the app each day, we do that, uh, physical assessment, uh, emotional assessment and cognitive assessment. And the way that works is you sync your wearables. Like if I have a Garmin watch on right now and an aura ring, I may be an extra nerd, but most people have some kind of wearable or even just data that's collected passively from a health app like Apple health. Um, we'll bring that stuff in. Um, so we'll kind of understand where you're at physically each day. And then we do a cognitive test, which is called a reaction time test. We understand your mental state, mental performance, and we do a um, scientifically validated uh, emotional questionnaire. So we have all that insight. The reason I'm kind of describing those details is because you don't want to get into a chronic uh, fatigue state. And so what the system is doing is giving you guidance every day to help make good decisions because it's reflecting back how you are and it's reflecting back things that you wouldn't necessarily be that aware of like you're not going to know like when you woke up this morning did you know if you were five or ten percent off your cognitive performance probably not <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um but the the tool can measure that and so that um that's one way to avoid burnout is just to keep keep that in check and always have both mental and physical recovery um as part of your you know weekly program uh, so our solution helps with that and then um you know the other thing is like if you sort of the perfect um the perfect chemistry for somebody to burn out is if they have a perfectionist mindset um if they have a lot of determination or a strong work ethic and believe it or not in sport if they have a low self-esteem because what that combination of those things basically means that it's never good enough and you're just going to keep pushing and pushing and pushing and that will lead to burnout without a doubt and maybe you have great genetics and it'll take longer but you will get to burnout so it's like um, making sure you're introducing fun making sure you're enjoying sport making sure you're setting the right goals you could have unrealistic goals like I always need to be the best. My workout, each workout needs to be better than the last, or I'm terrible. You know those types of things. I'm speaking from experience. Will burn you out. So, <laughs> <laughs> I I'm actually married to a software engineer, so I totally understand collecting a lot of data points or being a super nerd as you as yeah. you mentioned before <laughs> but having those things definitely helps it, it you can look at a clear picture of what's going on in your life and i'm just talking about his random spreadsheets that we do for random things in our life but <laughs> <laughs> i mean mm, i would funny. see how that would work with burnout so i uh, i want to take kind of a left turn and talk about the fact that you are you've completed professional chef training so what are your do you cook at home still do you do a lot of cooking what are your favorite recipes for training 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, like I, um, when I'm passionate about something, I always try to seek mastery and I'm by, by no means a master, like the people I learned from who certainly are uh, through Matthew Kenny's program. But um, I really enjoy it and, I, and it, it is uh, quite an art uh, and you're working with, it's sort of like a performance art because you're working with these, these uh, food products that are always different. <laughs> they certainly have certain properties, but you know, like the, um, uh, fresh produce is going to be different from day to day. And, and so this is a really interesting kind of challenge, but um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that I've learned. I learned through that program. I also, um, for uh, a short stint, I was actually teaching sports nutrition through Brendan Brazier's program uh, that was also part of Matthew Kenny's um, uh, curriculum. So, you know, I got firsthand kind of experience learning all of those details as well. And my go-tos, I would say like on the sports performance and recovery side, um, I make every uh, every morning, usually post-workout, I'll do the what, what I call the immunity smoothie, which is this combination of um, a cup or two of frozen blueberries, um, a plant-based protein powder, uh, matcha, uh, which is the highest herbal source for antioxidants. Obviously, blueberry is also the highest food source for antioxidants. So we're talking about a, a double whammy for immune function uh, and protection. Then I throw in turmeric and ginger, also anti-disease, anti-inflammatory. Um, and then uh, if I have them, dark leafy greens and uh, usually a banana. And if I need an extra electrolytes, I'll put in coconut uh, water. So that's like a go-to. Um, and it also is a four to one uh, carb to protein ratio, which is very important for recovery because usually in most sports, you're glycogen depleted, which means the fuel in your muscles, you want to replenish your body's goal is to replenish that. So a, a misnomer is like, oh, I'm just going to have a whole bunch of protein right after a workout. Mm -hmm. You're speaking <laughs> well, what, my language. Yes. <laughs> uh, what, what your body, what, what your body's going to do is take that protein and convert it to carbs and put it in the muscle. So that's a very inefficient path. So give, give your body the carbs it needs to be ready. Cause it's number one goal is I don't know when you're going to do another workout. I got to reset and reload those carbs in my muscles and specifically glycogen so that I'm ready. So you got to give your body that otherwise it's going to take it from other sources. Um, another one I really love is a uh, chia pudding recipe. So uh, obviously there's chia puddings uh, pretty basic for a lot of people, but I think the way I learned it was, it was a nice way to think about it is like you first make the smoothie, which is the liquid. So I would make like, um, some kind of nut milk, put cardamom, cinnamon in there, a little bit of salt, a little sweetener, like maybe a tablespoon or two of maple syrup or agave. Um, that's sort of the smoothie base. And then you put in the couple of chia, uh, tablespoons of chia seeds. You let it sit out, cover, cover it, let it sit out for an hour, then chill it. And you have this high protein, uh, healthy fat, like really great source of nutrition which is perfect for athletes and easy to make. So like, that's another good, another good go-to. Um, the, one of the more advanced things that I learned how to do was to make nut cheeses, you know, like fermented nut cheeses. Oh, it's not as, yeah, it's not as crazy as it sounds like, um, you know, really, as long as you have a, 
like a raw probiotic powder. You're basically um, taking, you know, blending down a nut, let's say a cashew, which is really creamy. You blend that down, you mix in um, a very small amount of, uh, of that um, uh, probiotic. And um, then you put that into, you know, a nut bag, which is like a mesh bag. You leave it out for about 24 hours, 48 hours. It starts to, um, you know, uh, basically become a very similar, like a cheese spread sort of compound. And then you have fun mixing in all the cool stuff, you know, like um, I like to put in things like um, uh, sun-dried tomatoes, garlic, um you know sea salt uh it's really uh really pretty fun uh and then you can there's certain techniques to make get a rind like if you have a, a dehydrator you can or a low you can put it in the oven um at a very like the lowest temperature um you basically can create like a very very high quality nut cheese it takes a few days but the the steps are not that complicated even though it sounds like it might be that's really interesting. I've definitely never tried anything like that before. And I've gone on record in the past saying that vegan cheese is terrible. <laughs> but <laughs> I have I have changed my mind in recent years because I think there's been a lot more innovation in it recently, especially I live in New York City. So there's like small places in Brooklyn that are doing cool things with different types of ingredients. Because I think the ones that just use kind of potato starch. I don't know, like the ones you buy yeah. in the supermarket. I, I just, I just can't, I can't eat them. <laughs> it's, yeah. We're so, we've gotten so advanced at replicating stuff, but some, for some reason, cheese, it's like the, it's usually like this rubbery compound <laughs> that doesn't yeah. melt. And uh, yeah, I, I'm with yeah. you. Yeah. Like, but the, yeah. Like if you ever go to like um, couple of Matthew Kenny's restaurants in the city, like the brick oven pizza place, or like if you have like a really good cheese plate, like it's incredible, right? Like you can, and it, the funny thing is like it's, or um, what's the um, Riverdale cheese down in the East Village, they have like uh, probably 50 different nut-based cheeses. <laughs> okay, so. writing this down, definitely going there. Yes, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Amazing. Um, but and yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm that, that all the food you said you made or you described sounds incredible, especially it's funny, the smoothie you're talking about. I always say that when it comes to protein powders is that you need to combine it with something because these protein powders, a lot of times are just protein and you're really, <laughs> you were really speaking my language. They're talking about the glycogen because most people I talked to were endurance <laughs> athletes and it really is important to have carbs oh. after a workout, a combination of both. And there's research to even show that the protein is uh, taken up better when there's carbs with it. So it's not even just about the glycogen. It's about like muscle protein synthesis as well. Mm -hmm. Yes, 100%. And um, uh, the thing is like your body's going to do it anyway. So you might as well, you know, if, if you do properly fuel, you know, they usually say like 30 minutes after a workout. Um, if, if you do that, your next workout is actually better. Like you, you've sort of topped off your glycogen so you have more energy like it makes a phenomenal difference to your week-to-week -week performance to just feel properly like it's it's amazing yep you're it's, i i love it you're repeating all the things that i've said it's like i see i maybe i do know what i'm talking about other people are saying the same thing 
<laughs> we we did it. We didn't compare notes prior, so yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, it's too funny. Well, thank you. This was so interesting, and I want people to know more about Rewire. So, where can they find more info about that? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So um, they can go to uh, any of the app stores, Google Play or um, uh, iTunes, and search for Rewire Fitness, and that'll come up. Or they can visit our website at rewirefitness.app.app um, or on Instagram, Rewire Fitness. And uh, we have a great community, um, all sort of um, cool people focused on trying to get better, trying to get healthier. We have a Discord channel. Um, and there's the, the, the base version of the app is totally free. So everything I described, you could just download and start using for free. Uh, anybody can try it. And uh, even if you're not an athlete and you're just focused on health and wellness and you want something, maybe an alternative to meditation that you can do for just five minutes a day, Rewire could help you with that too. So yeah, thank you so much. This has been great chatting with you. Amazing. Thank you again. And yeah, I'm, I'm excited to try out the app. So I ho hope other people do too. All right. And then we'll have to uh, compare some recipes. <laughs> oh, yes. Except that maybe you can just make the cheese and ship it to me. I'll pay for the shipping. <laughs> deal. Deal. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Oh, thank you again. All right. Talk to you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. I'm your host, Natalie Rizzo. And if you want to learn more from me, follow me on social media at Greenleats or visit my website at greenleats.com.